It's time for a podcast. Oh no! Come here, let me talk to you. No, get. I hate you, Sammy Rye. What's the name of that? That podcast with Sammy Rye. And cut. Great job, everybody. S A M I R Y E. Sammy Rye coming to you live from the road this week. Hope the sound quality isn't bad. I'm going to do my best to give you guys something decent this week. Um, it's The sound quality is a little messed up. Maybe I won't post this. I'm not sure. But I don't have an ideal place to record this week. I'm, I'm away from the home. But still, want to provide value. Want to come to you with a word of the week. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start the segment off with a thought. Something that speaks to me. Something that is, is calling out to me. And then also give you a rundown of some things we're going to go over the business side of things. Amazon's got some interesting things going on on the film front. Army of the Dead hit Netflix this week. Also, I'm talking about Toronto. Some nice people I'm meeting down in the Toronto Film and Actors Group on Facebook, uh, Stage 32. Some nice people there I want to talk about. Um, also, animation. Been playing with this idea of animating some segments from past podcast episodes. Kind of like a Dr. Katz thing um, using Procreate. We're going to talk about that. And then finally, we're going to have a commercial break, which is something I want to announce this week because last week's commercial was just like randomly in the episode, experimenting with that and what that's like. Um, and then I'll end it out with, you know, whatever personal rants or ideas I have going on for the week. Just trying to have a little bit of more of a format, see if we can get through it. All right. So the word of the week, if you're coming in every week, hopefully it's just a word of the week, something that can give you, you can go away with that was what the episode was about. Maybe it's the title of the episode. So the word of the week, the word I'm feeling this week, what's calling to me, what to touch on, what to speak about, the word of the week is solitude. Solitude is an important thing. A lot of people are not comfortable being by themselves. But sometimes in life, you're going to be by yourself. You're going to have situations where you have to do things by yourself. Um, You might be in the hospital. I remember one time I was in the hospital when I got my appendix out. That was difficult, being in a place pretty much by yourself for the most time. Had a visitor or two, but besides that, just sitting in a dark hospital around the clock alone. No distractions, right? No video games, no movies, no things really to do. I think I had like basic cable or something that was horrible. I think I was falling asleep at the time, um, on and off. Um, last year, did a lot of running. That's something I got into. When you're running, that's obviously solitude. Um, and basically... You know, going through those periods of solitude, uh, when you're by yourself, you have to focus on things. I think they're very important, right? So if you're experiencing a period of solitude or one's coming up for you in the future and you say, hey, I remember Sammy Rye, he did that episode. Let me go ahead and throw that on if that's something somebody would want to do um, to talk about that. Just hear what I had to say about it, or how I feel about it. Solitude's important. I know a lot of people that are not comfortable being by themselves. It's a difficult thing. And I know sometimes I can even be that way where I want to be around people that I love, that I care about. I want to do things with people. But there's also a big benefit from solitude. I think both of those periods of your life are important. Sometimes you need to step away from things. You need to look and see why are you doing the things you're doing and what is it that you want to do. It's important to take that time to focus on yourself, focus on everything that you need. The way you can come out of that a stronger individual and also more in tune with your star player, right? We listened to a lot of Cat Williams recently. Um, in tune with your star player, the star of your team, your franchise, who that person is, 
what that person wants. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? You know, you need to make sure that you're on the right path. And it's difficult to do that when you have a lot of external forces, a lot of noise coming at you. So it's important to take that time and really reevaluate things. See where you're at. See how you want to move forward. So if you're out there, remember you're not alone. You are always with people inside of their thoughts and their prayers and their love and all that. That stuff is, we use different words and that can kind of seem cliche, but that stuff is real. You know, I wish I could be with all of my friends and family every day. In my heart, I really do wish that. But it ends up being not practical. Everyone has things to do. We have responsibilities. We have commitments. But it doesn't mean people aren't thinking about you and they're not rooting for you. It's just people have different things that they're involved in right now. And maybe for this season, if that's a term that you're comfortable with, that's not going to be what you're able to do, be with those people. However, there's other ways that you can can do that. You can do that online. You can reach out to them, let them know that you're in touch. Some of my best friends I rarely see. I just talk to them almost on a daily basis through uh, Facebook Messenger is our app of choice. And I feel like I see these guys all the time. But honestly, we see each other sometimes, not even once a year. Um, but they're very close friends. And I think that keeps the relationship alive because we actually keep trying to stay in touch. So that's really important. So make sure that you're reaching out to those people that matter to you. Don't let the solitude take you over and make you feel like you're alone. You're not alone. That's an illusion. But you might need to take a break and just go through what you're doing right now, right? So I know that's a great thing that happened for me last year. I see a virtual 5K coming up. I don't think I'm going to do it. Uh, I think I liked it better when I was running just for me. I like the idea of running for charity maybe one day. But I think when I was doing the – I did a charity run last year, a virtual 5K for nokidshungry.org. And that became kind of an all-consuming thing. Um, and I would like to, I guess, maybe get to a point where I'm better at that and then kind of get into other kind of things like that. I'd probably be better doing it in person. The virtual 5K is cool, but you got to do a lot of that mentally on your own. You got to really make it matter to yourself because um, there's no one else there, again, dealing with solitude. And I was able to do it last year. It was very successful, I think, for the first time doing it. I think this year I'd rather wait till the pandemic is completely over and maybe do a 5K in person with people. I never experienced that, so that should be different. Um, but all great charities and stuff out there, definitely you guys should try to support when you can. Um, anyway, so moving on to business. On the business side of things, I want to touch on this week, an interesting move was Amazon purchased MGM Studios. It's a movie company. If you guys aren't really aware of it, it's The Lion. If you remember that, right? You ever watch a movie and a big lion comes on? That's MGM. They purchased them for somewhere around $8.5 billion. Um, some people are saying it's a merger. Um, I think that sometimes that, that that's a little funny to me based on what article you're reading, what that term really means. Like I know Comcast, um, they merged with NBC. So it was like Comcast, NBC. You see those logos still separately. Um, and from my understanding, a lot of the things they do are kind of still separate. So I don't know if it's going to be like Amazon MGM. Maybe. Maybe they want to keep that brand, that logo. Um, but obviously Prime Video, that's going to be a place where a lot of MGM content, I'm sure, is going to come. More content in the future they already mentioned will be reimagined. Some of their popular brands, like James Bond, for example, might get a new movie or show or something. I could see them leveraging that. And I think that's interesting just seeing these studios teaming up with some kind of tech company, trying to figure out what's going to help them go into the future in a secure way. I would... I would have to say, if I owned a pure movie studio in this day and age, I think I too would want to, you know, somehow get under 
if not already under um, a bigger company that does more things because that pandemic showed that you know not having physical theaters to go to can be something very devastating for a movie company that you know basically any kind of entertainers that needs people to show up to make a majority of their money uh, if you have those kind of situations like a pandemic that obviously was something very difficult for them um, well so it's not a bad idea and then whenever you make a business even with the things i'm doing one of the best things I think I ever learned about business was you make a business to sell it, whatever it is, right? If you have passion for it, that's all good. But if it's going to be a business, it's not just going to be a passion. You need to make sure that you're forming it into a business. And the way you know it's a business is if are you okay with selling it? If you're not okay with selling it, it might not be a business. It might just be a passion project you're working on because you got to separate the two at some point, right? If you wanted to have a good business, that's separate than just your passion projects. So, um, yeah, th that company, you know, they got with MGM or MGM got with Amazon. Uh, it's only only going to be good for MGM. Obviously, everybody over there is going to get paid off of that. And I understand they're keeping most of the staff and the employees. That's good. Now they're under Amazon. Hopefully, you know, everyone keeps working and doing things there. And it kind of seemed like they've already announced that. And it's exciting to me because I think most people that I know have, have Prime, right? And then you get to leverage that. You get to look at things like Twitch, right? Now Twitch is there. So they own Twitch and Amazon already got themselves in that position, which I thought was also a smart business move. Again, I'm a fan of business. We're like people were wondering how to fight YouTube and you can't fight YouTube. You can't try to be the company to go after YouTube. So Twitch was able to figure out on their own a very other interesting way to do online streaming content. Amazon got with them. Um, I personally do use the ability to like you can get like free items for some of your games through Twitch Prime. Um, that's been something useful. I probably use that the most, even though I don't use Twitch a lot. My kids do like Twitch. They actually watch it and they do stream some content. I find some people on there that I like. But again, it, it's great business moves being executed here. I was even thinking about how um, Google you know, purchased YouTube. It's almost like at this point, you just feel like YouTube has always been Google. But there was a clear time when there wasn't. And it's so weird to think about how those things change. Where I wonder now in 10 years, will there be any movie studio that's not lined up with a tech company or not able to make money in some other drastically different way than besides making people go watch movies in theaters? And what does that mean for filmmakers? What does that mean if you don't have to make money from your movies in order for your company to make movies? That is kind of liberating. I know Amazon Prime has become the place for indie filmmakers. If you make an independent film, it should be on Amazon Prime. I see a few people that are rebellious about that and they want to put it on. Um, man, it's hard to even think of the other sites like Daily Motion. Um, you can you can sell it there. Um, I, as I'm not really thinking of the other places where people can sell these things because it's kind of like it should be on Amazon Prime. You should sell it there or you should have it involved in the Prime streaming service. You get paid for how much people watch your movie. I mean, that's great for you as a filmmaker. If you have a long length film, you don't want it on YouTube with the commercials to get on Prime and you're already possibly in so many homes. That's insane. I see a lot of people complain about Prime, but that's invaluable. If you have something that's worth seeing. And people are talking about it. That's the key. The, the word of mouth is there. And most people can just go home and, and that video was technically already inside their house. That is insane. That's never existed for filmmakers before. Independent filmmakers, right? 
I know a lot of people don't like it because it's also like you're in a sea of movies. Someone has to come look for you. But that's on you with doing things like a podcast, doing things on social media to bring that attention. You got to bring that attention there. But Amazon's built the infrastructure the way everyone can just stream your thing immediately, save it to your watch list. That makes it so convenient. I see people still, you know, selling DVDs, doing things by mail, where it's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to purchase that DVD, wait a bunch of weeks to get it. It's that's what's working for them. Then, you know, congratulations. I'm glad that's working for you. Um, and maybe they're making a few dollars quicker, right? You got 20 family members, they buy your DVD for $10, you get 200 bucks. Maybe that's faster money than Amazon. However, I think Amazon long, long game, you know, having your video in everyone's home and all you got to do is just get the word out there to people and then they can stream it. More people can watch it. I think that's the way to go, but that's just me. That's what I like about the business side of those kind of things. Um, to wrap up the business, I want to move over to what's going on in film. Some interesting things going on this week. I'm excited about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead um, hitting Netflix. I've seen that Rotten so far, the, the scores seem decent, right? It seemed around where I think an action movie kind of would get. I think so far they're around 70% from the critics, about 80% from the fans. And I like that. I, I always want to go a little more with the fan stuff because that's telling me this is a fun movie. And I love that. I love that there's a big budget fun movie going to be on Netflix when I go home. I can sit there and watch it. That's something I'm excited for, especially if there's a lot of fun scenes or a lot of good jokes. I can put it on multiple times and watch it. I like to do that, especially when I want to have something in the background, when I'm working on something. I like to throw something up. I watch Shit's Creek a whole lot on Netflix. I watch now Grace and Frankie a whole lot on Netflix. A lot of Dave Chappelle, a lot of stand-up comedy. Because I like watching the content. It's great. But then I also can re-watch it over and over again. To me, that's the value of Netflix. I think they have a lot of content that's rewatchable, a lot of comedy content. I think that they're really ahead and always will kind of have that secured. And hopefully they get more stuff like Army of the Dead, which I haven't seen it yet, but I heard good things. Looks like people are enjoying it. And I'm sure it'll be a fun film because Zack Snyder makes great looking films. They're fun. They have action to them. I'm looking forward to going to see that. Finally, some other things going on this week that I wanted to touch on. Hold on real quick. Is... um. Toronto. So I've been kicking around this idea of, I don't want to say relocating to Toronto, but maybe, maybe relocating to Toronto, maybe for like a little while, right? I think sometimes you think about moving, well, at least for me, I thought about moving and it feels like I'm going to move forever, right? But maybe not. Maybe it's at least in a place or being out there for a little while. Um, I do like Canada. I've been up there once. Um, What I've seen from it, I enjoyed it. I stayed out there for a pretty long time. And um, I like the area. And Toronto, you know, Shit's Creek I mentioned, right? I've been much more interested in Toronto filmmakers and actors and what's going on. There's another good film I saw come out of Toronto recently. Um, I don't want to say the wrong one, but I saw another film and I thought, oh, again, wow, you know, another great film coming out of Toronto, right? So I've heard good things, and I'm in some some um, online groups. If you guys don't use Facebook groups, I've seen Facebook advertising this recently. Because um, I think Facebook groups are the best place to social network. I've tried all the platforms. Stage 32 is decent. Reddit is okay. But there's something about being tied to your real profile where people can really see you, where you can see them. You can get a glance at their lives and who they are, how they talk to people. I think that's really valuable. I think on some of the sites that are specially aimed at 
being an actor, being a filmmaker, I feel like it's a little more difficult to get a real read, especially with entertainers and people who know how to entertain because you don't get to see the real person. You get like their best representative, right? Their best resume self. Uh, same thing with LinkedIn. Like I want to like LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, 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 it has a lot of valuable resources there. I like their learning portal. But I feel like LinkedIn is the most sanitized social media platform. Like it's just walking resumes. Um, and stage 32, not as bad, but a little bit more, you know, a little bit more, uh, a little more sanitized than I would really enjoy. But Facebook groups, I think, is the best of all those things because number one, you probably already have Facebook installed in your phone. Um, and then you get to log in, you still get to communicate, do your regular thing. But right there, any moment, you can see a post from another filmmaker, another actor come into your feed. And, you know, whatever you were thinking about during the day, I think it's good to have those kind of interruptions, other positive energies, other filmmakers out there chasing it, other actors, seeing things that they're doing. It's so exciting. And a lot of things going on in Toronto. I seen this one guy, I'm not going to mention his name right now, but he has like a, a horror film he's shooting for like a $1.5 million. That's what he says, you know, I don't know, um, in Toronto. But it looks it looks like a pretty good situation that's going on up there. Um, and that's fun. That's exciting. I remember, you know, I'm from New Jersey and I went up to, I believe it's Red Bank. I know it's North Jersey um, to go see Kevin Smith's like hometown. Right. It was kind of like a little pilgrimage when I was a teenager because I like film. I had dreams of one day making a film uh, at the time. I wanted to do a hitman film and going to see where Kevin Smith was from seemed like a like a holy trip right because he was definitely one of the biggest indie filmmakers and then you know he has a comic book shop out there amongst geeks that was really cool um and then i think we got to go see i'm not sure if i got to see the quick stop that might not be accurate i know we went up there i'm gonna say i didn't see the quick stop that they shot clerks at i don't think it's there anymore at least when we went it wasn't there I'm not sure about that, right? But I know I went to the comic book store. And we were kind of walking around. So that's why I don't think we got all the way to the, the quick stop. It doesn't really matter. My point is it meant so much to kind of be like, this is where the guy was. This is where he was at when he was thinking of these things. This is where he was working. It was really cool to kind of be there in that area. And I was trying to suck in that energy, right? Whether that's really going on in the air or not. I was obviously there. I felt privileged to be there. Thinking, man, like, you know. This can happen. A guy from this town, you know, he made it, right? And I'm from southern Jersey. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it's possible, right? Whatever. So it's cool seeing that people are trying to do things in Toronto. There is, in where I'm from, in Philadelphia, which I'm going to investigate more in the future, but Philadelphia has, I think, a more rebellious spirit to their art scene. I don't feel like people that I've come across so far in Philly are trying to make the kind of films I'm trying to make. I think a lot of them are going for more artsy, shocking kind of things, which is cool. I get it. Philly is, Philly is a rougher town, right? And I feel like the art scene, you know, kind of reflects that. So if I could think of something, maybe, that would be more rebellious, then Philly's the place to be. There's some crazy locations, some very cool dilapidated buildings and back alleys you can shoot in Philly that are pretty, I think, pretty scary, um, <laughs> to be honest with you. But it's a, again, it's a more hardcore kind of town. Toronto seems more relaxed, but I don't really know. So yeah, social, social networking with people out there, trying to see where to set up shop, right? If I come into Toronto, where do I plant my feet, right? I feel like I don't want to get there and like walk into some kind of coffee shop and look around, right? That doesn't make any sense. So I'm sharing this, you know, with all the different people in the group and stuff. Anyone wants to reach out to me, want to see who's this guy, what he's about. 
I'm just a guy from Jersey, want to make some films, want to make some short films. That's what I'm kind of focused on right now um, and really trying to see what can happen next. That's where the animation kind of comes in. That's a good segue to that. So I realized in Procreate, you can you can animate films. And it seems like that'd be a daunting task based on how you go about it. But I've seen some clever examples on how you can use Procreate to basically make little shorts and maybe think of things like uh, Dr. Katz, which was a funny, you know, therapy show, whatever. I don't know, actually, the history of Dr. Katz. Like, was that, I, it couldn't have been real therapy sessions. It must have been scripted. But the animation was simple. And I used to do this thing called uh, Meet the Blockheads. It was a little, like, it was a cartoon I was trying to make in paint. Again, from my friends. And it had, like, a um, actually, like, I swear, like, way before Minecraft. I still have this stuff. They, they were these guys, and they, they were modeled in my head after, not Lego, but kind of like a Lego. Um, there's there's this other kind of toy I'm thinking of, where, where basically it's like a, the, like Gumby had those square villains. If you guys have ever seen Gumby, um, it was kind of like that, where the their bodies were made of these uh, 3D shapes. And it was cool because you were then challenged to figure out how to make all your friends fit into with these Minecraft bodies. Minecraft now has already done it. But when I was doing it in paint, it was very clean looking because it didn't have to be as pixelated as the Minecraft skins. So with the blockheads, I can make little cartoons in paint. But they were like, you know, comic strips, I guess you would say. And it was good because from a, you know, a workflow, after you made the characters, you can use them and they're pretty easy to move. Well, Procreate, it seems even simpler than that. You kind of just draw a sketch of someone, or there's different ways you can make sketches of people. And you kind of can add some short animations for TikTok, um, you know, YouTube content, obviously. And I can highlight segments of the podcast that I've liked and, you know, take those long-form podcasts. If you're like, I'm not sure if I want to listen to that, turn them into 30- or 60-second commercials for TikTok or even Instagram video and make ads out of them. I thought that was a cool thing to do. So I'm, I'm going to talk to people that I podcast with and see what they think about that, see if they're okay with me animating them. Excuse me. But that might be something that we'll do in the future. Um, you're kicking around ideas. What I liked about it and why I bring it up on the podcast is that's something that I've been talking about recently. When it comes to the idea of, you know, go, move, right, create action. When you're out there, if you're confident in yourself, you will find things that weren't always what you assume they'd be. So you might start off saying, I want to shoot a feature film. I used to feel like I needed to shoot a feature film. Over the years, I realized, no, you don't have to shoot a feature film. You can shoot shorts. Shorts, they kind of show you different ideas. I used to feel like you should shoot a novel, or you should write a novel, I mean. Now I feel like, no, you can do little short stories. Again, they kind of express your idea and get them to a place where people can see, do I like this? Do I want more of this? Because I sit down and watch a lot of... A lot of um independent films over the last year trying to watch them honestly i didn't finish most of them and that's my point where sometimes they're way too long to commit so much time in this day and age with so much content it's so difficult to sit down and watch everyone's independent film and i think about this guy who talked about writing the book he said you should write a book with 10 chapters and 10 pages each chapter um, and he's like, anything more than 100 pages, you're basically like waxing poetic, right? Like you, you're just talking to hear yourself talk at that point. I thought that was funny. I don't know if that's true, but I thought it was a pretty decent way to look at writing the book. You don't have to actually do literally 10 pages and 10 chapters. But his idea was saying that, you know, it doesn't have to be a long book. Every time someone thinks about expressing an idea, they think, I got to write this really long book. 
But why? Why do you have to do that, right? Um, you can do things a lot shorter. We do it with our Facebook posts. We do it for Instagram feeds. I feel like books and film have this identity crisis where they don't want to get shorter because they think if they get shorter, they lose the prestige and the value of what they were. Um, and I think those long-form things are things better held, handled by major publishing companies, people that are invested in your story. Now, they might want a 300 to 1,000-page book about your character. But starting off, I think when people are just sampling things, they don't know if they really want these things. And trying to develop things that long, I don't know if necessarily it's always what it is that you need to do. Of course, if you enjoy doing that, go ahead and do that. I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm just saying I would like to see more more posts where people are saying, hey, I got this other thing going on. Come check it out. It's 15 pages. I can read 15 pages pretty quickly, right? I feel like I'm more interested in doing that than someone saying, hey, um, buy this book on Amazon. It's an entire novel, um, and it's, you know, it says it's priced like a novel. I'm like, I don't know who you are. It's difficult for me to know if I should invest in this. I don't know if there's going to be sequels to this. Your company isn't really proven yet. So I think that's something that's kind of a turnoff, at least for me. Right here, though, around the, what is this, the 24-minute mark. I'm going to try to be a little more subtle about it in the future, right, 25-minute mark. But I'm going to take a quick break for a commercial, and I will be right back. And we are back. <laughs> That's my attempt at trying to actually do a commercial break. Because uh, Anchor uses this little like platform. Um, these little things you can plug the platform. And you can, you basically create segments in your podcast. Then in the future, any company can advertise w- within those segments. You just program it basically. Which I think is really cool. Because it's like, yeah, when you're starting off, you don't think anyone's going to advertise in your podcast. And that's fine. But you're kind of future-proofing your podcast. You're creating these little segments here saying, yeah, in the future, if for some reason these things take off, please put commercials here, here, and here. And at first, I was like, I'm not interested in monetizing these. I don't don't really care. No one wants to listen to it. But that's what they're saying. They're saying, like, yeah, maybe not now, but who knows in the future. And even if you make a few bucks along the way, why not, right? So I, I like that idea a lot, and that's my first time trying to do a clean commercial break. Um, my, and my commercial too, I know is like a little loud, the audio quality, I'm not crazy about that either, but I'm going to go ahead and try to do a different, um, commercial for anchor moving forward. Yeah. Cause I don't know. It's again, it's, it's interesting figuring these things out while I'm doing them. Right. And trying to expose them to people and see what, how they feel about it. I see it's raining. So maybe you might get a rainy podcast for the second part. But that's pretty much the value I had planned for everybody. At this point, I'll kind of move into the personal, right? That's what I want to do. I'm starting off with the value every podcast and winding it down to the personal. Um, so, yeah, I got away this week. Got to see um, the beautiful, beautiful Pocono Mountains. I've, I don't think I've ever actually been in mountains, at least not to the, the scale as I saw in the Poconos. And if you guys are in the area and you can drive out to the Poconos, even if it's only about two hours from where I'm from, but even if you can drive, I went out to like this resort kind of thing. I, I was there and I found me myself sitting on the balcony the most. It was so enjoyable. Again, solitude, right? Finding those periods of time where I can sit on the balcony and look out at nature. I'm not a nature guy at all, but I find as I get older, more and more, I, I get drawn to that kind of stuff. So I wanted to go like, um, my, my wife had a great idea to go like canoeing. And it's something we decided we're going to have to do next trip, right? We didn't think it'd be the best idea right now for that the current trip that we were on. But I will definitely want to go back up to the Pinocchio, uh, the Pinocchio's, the, the Pinocchio, now I can't say it, Poconos, Poconos, there you go. 
Um, and just really experienced the nature out there. It was so beautiful. I even came home and looked up, like, you can see it actually online. You can look at, like, drone footage of PA. And I don't know if it's those mountains in, in particular, but it was similar geography, right? So I, I found some nice drone videos of some beautiful, beautiful locations in PA. Um, yeah, man. And it's not that far from my house, right? So I'm definitely going to look forward to going up there again and just trying to enjoy nature. I want to go with my friend Pete from Ignite Sanana, right? I'm saying this thing wrong, right? But I'll put his webcam. His, his, uh, he's like three episodes back, I think. You can see the, the link to his website. But Pete has a trip. And I guess it doesn't always have to go to Maine. But he did one to Maine. And I've never been to Maine. I've been to Connecticut. I think it's the furthest north I went. And I went to Canada. But I think that was more west. Um, but I, I was a kid for both of those trips. Connecticut, I was I was pretty small. But I like my trip to Connecticut, and I would love to go to Maine and see what that's like. And he went out to, like, an icy mountain. So that would be awesome um, to go with him. I'm hoping we could do that this year. If I can't swing it this year, definitely, no doubt about it, we're going to 2022. Um, yeah, because definitely if you guys haven't had a chance to reconnect with nature, as they say. I'm one of the biggest tech people, I'm telling you, man. Like, I, I know how that sounds, but... It's great to sit down, maybe because I'm older, maybe because I'm slowing certain things down, to sit down and be amongst some of the most amazing spectacle, right? I love spectacle. I love spectacle and CGI and video games and movies, yada, yada. But, like, being around those mountains, they were so big. You know, like, something like a movie screen couldn't capture it. It doesn't do it justice when you're watching the drone video, but I did see it in real life, so it helped me remember. But being there in person... And seeing oceans of treetops, like to be on a mountain and see oceans of treetops where as far as I could see is, again, like the ocean, right? You're, you go down to the beach. I'm sure you've been to the beach and you look out and you see that horizon of just pure water. It's kind of like the world is just water at that point to see literally just the ocean of treetops where I could not see the ground. I could not see buildings. It's just endless trees as far as I can see. Being on, I guess, certain parts of the mountain, when you look at other parts of the mountains, things might be below those trees, like cities or buildings. I don't know. It was just, it was mind-blowing to see all that nature. Very beautiful. Very beautiful trip. Um, yeah, I got to hang out with the family and do some things out there. And hopefully, like I'm talking about earlier, I would like to see more of the country the rest of this year and kind of, you know... Figure out, I guess, where are we going moving forward? It's, it's been a long, long quarantine, right? The mask mandate I mentioned last podcast, um, that they had lifted it in Jersey. Or they lifted it in New York for indoors, and they hadn't lifted it in Jersey. And like two days later, now it's, it's going to be lifted in Jersey, um, I think Friday, um, which is crazy. Because I think the governor was like, yeah, for, for a little while, we were pretty sure we're not going to copy what New York did. And then I think I said that last week on the podcast. And then this week he's like, yeah, like Friday we're going to take off our mask basically. Um, and I'm like, that's that's crazy. And I, I don't care because I'm already vaccinated and I still enjoy wearing a mask. So I probably will wear a mask a lot of places, I think. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I started to realize like if I go every single place and no one has a mask on, maybe people will want to just take their mask off and maybe – me still wearing a mask, which I enjoy wearing a mask just for fashion and also for comfort. I, I think my masks are very comfortable. Um, maybe that will be off-putting to people, right? If I'm trying to network and meet people, might not be the best idea to wear a mask everywhere you go. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be letting, like, the last guy wearing a mask. I don't know if that's going to be the thing. Plus, I don't need it. I don't believe necessarily in the mask doing anything. I kind of always did it out of respect for other people um, and trying to, you know, be a part of the, the rules and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I won't be wearing a mask, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know, which was something I wanted to do originally. Um, because I think it also, I think a lot of people, I'm, I'm, I'm betting people are going to be more friendlier and more interested in social interactions than before. I think originally some people were worried that this was going to make people shut down more socially. Like we've been, you know, we've been, we've been, you know, quiet for a year. We haven't been looking at each other for a year. So people aren't going to want to talk anymore. We're going to learn more. It's going to distance us more. Some people were very worried about that. I don't think so. I think already I can see people talking more. I met a really nice person earlier. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a random story. Um, I was like at a deli. And just seeing people like, I feel like it's in general the people I'm bumping into are more chatty, more excited about the, I guess, the weather changing. And, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing people be more uh, open and more willing to talk to people after quarantine. I think that's where the direction is going to go in. Uh, I know for me, at least, I'd learned to appreciate those those small interactions, and I'm looking forward to going out there and talking to more people and, you know, keep on networking and trying new things. So a lot of fun things to look forward to this year. I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking in, trying to be there for you every week with something. And hopefully, you know, let me know if you think that format works, right? Start off with, like, a word of the week. Um, then I'll break down some things, and usually in business, film, maybe some music some week, something's going on. And then a little commercial break, then hit you with a little personal, you know, wind down at the end. If you if you make it that far and you care about Sammy Ryan, you actually want to hear what I'm talking about while you're doing your thing, then, you know, I save that for the end. If you don't want to, yeah, I don't really care that guy's talking about this week, you could just cut it off, right, if you even decide to uh, to tune in. But thank you guys so much again for your time. I respect your time. Thank you for being here. Hope you guys are all doing great things this week. And I will be back next week with another one of those podcasts from Sammy Rye, right? I'm out. Peace. <laughs>